Hello and welcome to another edition of Tactical Edge. I'm Siobhan Cleveland, 4th Air Force Public Affairs. Today's topic, finding your why in 4th Air Force. And with us for the discussion is Vice Commander 4th Air Force, Colonel Mark Ritchie, and 4th Air Force Command Chief, Cynthia Villa. Our mission is to provide combat-ready forces, and our vision statement is reserve citizen airmen ready to answer our nation's call through global reach. We know our mission and vision, which explains what we do, but why? Colonel, Colonel Ritchie. <laughs> yes, Siobhan, thank you for asking that question. And uh, we're having this conversation because you and I spoke recently about a great TED Talk that I heard from the author Simon Sinek. Yes. Uh, he has a lot of great books. I happened to watch a TED Talk and where he went into the importance of why when you're talking about um, dealing within an organization and helping people understand why they do what they do. We all know that... Uh, Life can sometimes be uh, very exciting, and sometimes it can be a little bit on the mundane side. And it's important for us all to understand the why of what we do, because it helps us get through those points of where we might not be feeling um, super fulfilled in a particular moment with what we're doing. Chief, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, interesting enough, sir, I just, uh, a couple months ago, I was um, part of a an interview, if you will, and uh, one of the questions that was asked of me is, hey, chief, what's your why? And I was like, you know what? My why is, why not? Why not be the best airman in, in the Air Force, the best airman in Air Force Reserve Command, and bring it strong, mm -hmm. you know? Why I, I should not be t uh, thinking of me, uh, of myself, any less than, than my teammates. I have the potential to be an outstanding airman myself. Chief, thanks so much for providing that insight. I, I love that story. You know, it's important, um, you know, when you look at the citizen airman construct, that we all, uh, as citizen airmen, have a lot of different reasons as to why we've decided to take up this call to make our lives more complicated, to <laughs> add more fog and friction, if you will, to what we've got going. And I believe that for the most part, most people it's under, you know, the, the overarching thing overall is people have an, an, a desire to serve, uh, to do something greater than themselves. Um, patriotism, uh, service of country. You know, I believe that's the overarching why of what people are doing. But we also have our individual reasons that add to that. Some people want tuition assistance or college money. Some people are looking for additional income. Some people really maybe are looking for that additional opportunity where they feel like they can be doing something greater. Um, and so we all have our individual whys. And I think the individual why is extremely important. It's what gets people in the door. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, do you remember your individual why, why you enlisted, Chief Via? Yes, sir. Initially, I uh, enlisted to, uh, to be able to, to pursue an education, college education. My parents could not afford to put me through college, and I saw this as an opportunity to uh, be able to pursue my education and then serve. I love serving. I was serving within my community before I enlisted in the Air Force. 
in, in through a law enforcement agency, and uh, I just wanted to continue to do that. Great, great. And uh, Ms. Cleveland, you were in the Navy. Do you remember your individual why, why you started to serve? Well, for me, it's kind of like what you what you mentioned earlier, just good old good old fashioned patriotism. My great grandfather served in the Navy during World War II, and then after he he got out, he joined the Merchant Marines, and then he retired from that. And my dad was Army, and I had an uncle who was Army, and it was just kind of I just wanted to follow in their footsteps. I saw their pride, you know. I saw how how happy they were serving and in uniform. It was something about being in uniform that that got me to to join. And uh, there I was. <laughs> well, that's great. And, and to both of you, I would say thank you for stepping up to serve. What, what's so important and unique is, is you have your individual whys just like everybody else. But what is the collective why, particularly as it pertains to Fourth Air Force? And I think Fourth Air Force, we have such a unique opportunity here in what we do. And, you know, there's a lot of people in Fourth Air Force that are doing a lot of different things. But as you stated earlier in our mission and vision, it, the overarching, I would say, the two core competencies that we're trying to achieve with a lot of other things on, you know, in addition would be rapid global mobility. And then also, uh, as an offshoot of that, through our tanker force, we were able to engage in the nuclear deterrence mission. And I just, I think it's really important for all of our citizen airmen to understand that you are a part of an extremely important thing. You know, if you, if you were alive back on September 11th, which is uh, approaching the 20-year anniversary here soon, you know, you think back, when those towers fell down, I'm pretty sure that our adversaries didn't say, all right, mission accomplished, we're going to go home. And they kept it up. And there, I know for a fact that there was more of a desire on their part to execute large-style attacks against the United States. But I happen to believe that for one of the things we do, which is rapid global mobility, that we were able to, to um, prevent that from happening through that rapid global mobility mission and taking the fight to our adversaries where they are and where they were. And so, you know, I, I know that some days, um, whatever it might be, whether you're doing administrative work, turning wrenches, um, working at the gym, working in the medical clinic, working in EOD, any number of examples, I, it's so important to me that all of you doing your jobs that I personally thank you on behalf of my family that we get to enjoy a nation of relative security because of your efforts to contribute to that rapid global mobility mission and bringing the fight to our adversaries where they are. So I'm smiling as you're saying that because, uh, you know, when we get out to wing visits and we have the opportunity to connect with our airmen and recognize our airmen, and it's so humbling and, again, a privilege to, to serve in this capacity. And as an example, I'll, I'll go into an FSS and like, hey, teammate, how you doing? What's your name? We shake hands fist bump and I say what do you do here hey chief why well, uh, you know I just I just process orders like no teammate you don't just process orders let me tell you what happens every time you you sit at your desk you get into arrows and you're making that orders process happen because you do that we're able to get teammates out the door to answer our nation's call and bring it strong when it comes to what we're charged with in the national defense strategy teammate that's what you do that's the impact that you have and i think you would agree sir every single one of our airmen 
has impact and has purpose on the big fight, on what we as an Air Force are charged with when it comes to, again, making mission happen, bringing it strong, NDS, all-inclusive, and I'm sure you're going to add to that, sir. Oh, no, absolutely, Chief, and thank you. That's a, that is a great uh, point. You know, I was also on a unit visit not too long ago with our teammates out at McGuire Air Force Base, and um, I was walking through the base, and I stumbled upon the unit career advisor office and the MSG there at McGuire, and I do wish I remember this uh, airman's name, but I, I did the same thing. I said, hey, what what brings you out here? Are you a TR? What, what's your status? And she said that she was a TR and she was the unit career advisor at the MSG at McGuire. And I said, well, what do you do on the civilian side? And she said that she has a PhD and that she, I think it was a, a pharmaceutical research position with the pharmaceutical company out there. And I said, boy, you know, she was there on a weekday. I said, I'm guessing you probably take a cut in pay when you come in here to serve. And she said, absolutely. She told me that she was an immigrant from another country, I believe it was Jamaica, and she told me that she felt so strong about the, the blessing of her being in this country and what it's been, her immigration experience and how that went for her, and this was her way to give back. And I just thought that was such a powerful, powerful example of what we have in Citizen Airmen and Fourth Air Force. Wow. You know, and it's interesting, and, and so yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Chief. You're, you're talking about how everybody is important to getting the overall mission done. And, you know, I just think, you know, when I think about that, it's not just rapid global mobility. You know, as, as you look at Fourth Air Force and you see that they're winding down the operations in Afghanistan and you could potentially think that maybe our time there is, is winding down and counterinsurgency is, uh, you know, the low intensity conflict might be um, giving way to this high end near peer fight that we all hear about all the time. But in Fourth Air Force, when you look at that high-end fight and the near-peer competition, rapid global mobility is still going to be a huge piece of that. Look at the Pacific Ocean, you know, and you hear the, 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 the talk about, you know, our, you know, our competition with China and the second island chain and the first island chain. That is going to be absolutely reliant on reach and extending and what better example of fourth air force of that rapid global mobility and reach and extending with our airlift and with our tankers and everything that goes along with that i would say too you know when you think about what the future holds as we wind down our operations in afghanistan is if you look at our tanker fleet one of the very important missions in fourth air force that we do is also nuclear deterrence and many people might not know it. You know, I, I came to Fourth Air Force later in my career, and I was pleasantly surprised to see how involved we are in the nuclear deterrence mission in Fourth Air Force. So if you are a citizen airman at one of our tanker bases, and you are helping contribute to that nuclear deterrence mission, it's such an important thing we do. You know, I went to a class with the uh, commander of Air Force Global Strike Command a couple years ago, and he asked, he said, when was the last time we used nuclear missiles or we used our nuclear capability? And everybody kind of looked around and we all thought uh, maybe kind of threatening it in the Cuban Missile Crisis or something. And he said, no, we use nuclear deterrence every single day. And I just think that's so awesome that our citizen airmen are contributing to that enterprise, which gives us that nuclear deterrence, which keeps 
the world safe through strength. And I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that, Chief? So I would just add, and then that that uh, agile combat support, right? I mean, you know, you bring up the Pacific, sir, and I reflect, and I just visited our Pacific warriors out at, at Hickam, and uh, those port dogs, gosh, they bring it strong. Those are some warriors, true warriors out there. And it's just, it's just humbling to be able to serve with these teammates who – we we get to we get to see their why in action because like you mentioned before sir um many of us reserve citizen airmen perhaps take a pay cut when we serve but that's not what we're doing it we raised our right hand to serve something bigger than self as you mentioned early on and uh, it's just humbling it's just humbling and a true blessing to serve with such uh, amazing uh, reserve citizen airmen the caliber of airmen that we have the unique skill sets that that our teammates bring to to the fight that just makes us stronger and better boy and that is a great example right because fourth air force spans from from uh, florida and and massachusetts all the way out to guam that's sure. a big chunk of the world and that agile combat support in the indo-pacom theater that is huge that is at the highest levels that's being discussed all the time at the strategic level and the importance of that. So whether you're, you're at a base that's you know, rapid global mobility, agile combat support, uh, contributing to nuclear deterrence, um, you are a part of a machine that is so important to executing our national defense strategy. And we all benefit from that as Americans. And personally, like I mentioned earlier, I'm just so thankful when my family gets to enjoy a relatively peaceful security environment in our country. And each and every one of the citizen airmen of 4th Air Force is contributing to that. And that is the why of what we do in 4th Air Force. And I just think that's great, you know? And, and also, Chief, I'd like to talk a little bit about the workplace environment, right? And when people decide that they're going to spend their spare time serving as citizen airmen, giving up their weekends, giving up two weeks a year, maybe a little bit of tension with the civilian job and that what comes with that, it's incumbent upon us as senior leaders in 4th Air Force to make sure that we are providing the very best workplace environment so that we allow people the opportunity to realize that there is an additional great reason to engage on this because they love where they're going to this workplace environment. So I challenge all of our senior leaders and, and our mid-level leaders as well to make sure that you are honoring that citizen airman who has decided they got their individual why, they're working on the collective why, give them the best workplace environment to come and work at. Yes, sir, spot, spot on. Uh, you know, General Pennington and I, when we're out in, in visits, um, a lot of times he will ask, you know, the, the venue that, that we're in. It's like, hey, how many cyber warriors do we have? And you may get one hand that goes up, maybe two. And like, everybody should be raising their hand in this room. We're all cyber warriors. And I say that, I share that, sir, because we all have a story, right? We all have a story. And we all, quite frankly, have the opportunity. Uh, well, let me let me backtrack a little bit. I often ask in a room, in, in a venue, how many recruiters do we have in the room? And I'll get maybe one hand, if that, if there's any. And then I kind of go with uh, what General Pennington does. Like, every hand should be going up because we all have the opportunity to recruit. We tell our story. Uh, you know, we, we hopefully, uh, you know, capture the audience or capture interest. 
of um, you know whether it's civilians that are interested or on the on the uh, you know undecided whether they want to serve and we share our story and that's just you know our backgrounds are, are different we've all walked into different paths and different shoes and the diversity and that unique skill set that we bring to this fight is just so amazing why not tell your story and uh, I say that to say we're all we all have a recruiting opportunity as well when it comes to telling our story you know and that and that's awesome that you mentioned that because as I'm listening to you speak I agree with you wholeheartedly that we all have the opportunity to recruit but one thing else I would add to that is we are all responsible for retention <laughs> yes, if you think about it right because at the end of the day no matter what it is you're doing if you're administering shots in the medical clinic if you're turning wrenches on the flight line if you're handing out towels at the gym if you do not contribute to the workplace environment that our citizen airmen deserve by stepping up to serve their country free from discrimination free from harassment and more than just free from those things but additionally a place where we embrace the diversity we embrace what you bring to the table if you are doing that then you are going to be contributing to the retention for fourth air force and and again it boils down a lot of the time to me just being thankful for your efforts to 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 promote retention so that people want to continue to serve and keep my family safe so i think all of the citizen airmen who take it upon themselves to be retention officers as well as recruiters <laughs> yes, to make sure that we're keeping the high quality caliber of citizen airmen in that we already have. And you know, it's, you know, when you think about it at the strategic level, Siobhan, I, I also think, you know, you know, when you think about a classic definition of, of, of the strategic formula would be, you know, means plus ways equals ends, right? Well, you know, in light of the current fiscal environment, I think we've all felt the pinch, right, in terms of means going down, right? Budgets constraining, fiscally constraining environment. So, you know, with the means going down, and then I would also think that, you know, the average person who speaks at the strategic level and considers strategic matters recognizes that the ends are probably going to remain constant at least for a while. I don't think China and Russia are planning on going home and withering up like little flowers. So if you think about that equation where where ways plus means equals ends with the means going down and the ends remaining the same, what does that leave with us? The ways. We have to improve the ways. And the way we do that is citizen airmen coming to work in the right environment and they understand how they're part of such an important overarching why of what we do. And then hopefully they have the right environment where their leadership is engaging and drawing as much as they can, especially in the citizen airman construct. We have such amazing diversity, not just when it comes to race, gender, uh, religion, ethnicity, but I'm talking about we have, in, in the citizen airman construct, we have people coming from all different corporate backgrounds, civilian backgrounds, and they bring so much more to the job that we need to capture that so that we can improve the ways of what we're doing to counterbalance the potentially diminishing means to, to capture those same ends that we feel like are probably likely to continue into the future. Absolutely. 
Well, I'm inspired, sir. I mean, I, I, I know a whole lot more about uh, the why and why I'm here even as a civilian. So, so great topic today. Uh, Chief, sir, anything else that you'd like to add? So I'm fired up listening to your wife. <laughs> right, right. And thank saying. you, thank you, and your family for for your yes, service. Yes, uh, I, I just I just love serving with you, sir. Uh, you you keep the motivation going, and I'm just inspired and fired up. Well, I am too, Chief. Thank you for sharing this time with me. Thank you, Siobhan. And I'd just like to say thank you to the Citizen Airmen of Fourth Air Force. I am so thankful for all that you do. And uh, whenever you're in a position where you feel like it's one of those tough days, I hope that you can reach back and capture that collective why of why you're here and how thankful we are for you, what you bring to the table, and for your service. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Chief. And that's Tactical Edge for today. Until next time, find us on Facebook, like us, share, subscribe.